on today's Midcourt Madness. We are a few weeks into the offseason. The the season is cold, but the transfer portal, Figs, is hot. Um, there are plenty of winners and losers out there. Plenty of teams improving and disimproving. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yep. Uh, and we're going get to get into all of it right after this. Biggs, I have a fun fact for you here. You know how uh, on 24-7 and all like the recruiting sites, they have the team rankings for how like teams are recruiting high, high school prospects? Um, yeah. 24-7 Sports now has that for the transfer portal. Broken out the same exact way. Um, top, how many commits they have, what stars. So they are now giving stars to these the recruits. Yeah, and I wonder, do they just default back to their high school, like five-star, four-star, three-star, or do they actually evaluate after they have a year or two of college under their belt? I'm super curious about that, too, because, like, you see, I haven't looked at the 247 ones, but, like, I've come through, like, The Athletic has, like, a running kind of article based on basically guys who are entering the portal, coming out of the portal, you know, and they, and they rank, you know, who's the best available or whatever. And like some of their rankings, it's like, I can't tell, are they ranking based on like what those guys are going to be doing in the, from like a college production standpoint? Are they basing it on, yeah. Did they used to be five-star guys? Are they basing it on like, is this guy eventually going to be like a high level NBA prospect? Like I can't tell because some of it, it, it feels all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, let me give you an example. Um, you know, the top, one of the top rated players in the portal. When Ooh, he can had, I guess, can I guess who you're talking about? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kalal Ware. Oh my God, you read my brain. Yes. How did you do that? Because I'm on the list. Indiana is ranked six on here and they have a five star. And I know that he, that's where he went. Yeah, he's nothing like a five star. No, no, not transfer. anymore. I mean, like he wasn't, he wasn't good. I mean, he was yeah. fine. You know, he's like fine as in like he's a, he's a backup big man. Yeah. But like he's approached as if like he's some sort of high level, like monster pickup. And it's like, yeah. what are you, what are we talking about here? Like, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if he turns into a good player, but He's not going to be replacing how much projection Trace. Is there? Yeah, he's for all you Hoosier fans excited that he's going to replace Trace Jackson Davis. Um, pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, he averaged like four points a game in yeah. the West Coast Conference. Yeah, that's not good. I get it. Huh. <laughs> but so with that being said, I was going to ask you um, if you were to guess who is the number one team just based off of transfer portal additions, who would you guess? Okay, so we're we're talking like who's the Kentucky of the transfer portal basically because Kentucky's Correct. loaded up on five star prospects. Yep. Okay, uh, I'm gonna say Arkansas. They're number two. You were close. They're number two. Um, Arkansas. I gotta pull it up here. They get uh, because they, they show, like, when you click into the teams, they show both sides. So it's like I have to like refresh myself. So I oh, see. I, I kind of forget. I don't even account for the guys leaving. <laughs> yeah. L. Ellis, Tremont, Mark, Jeremiah, Davenport, Keon. Manyfield, Menfield, yep. Khalif Battle, Manfield. all solid guys. Um, but no, the number one team here, Biggs. And I'm, I'm sure Gonzaga. you'll talk about Arkansas. Nope, I'm sure you'll talk about Arkansas and Gonzaga later. Um, think about Villanova. swag. Th- think about some swag, Biggs. Who's real one, swaggy? 
Because one of their additions has a lot of swag. One of my boys. West Virginia. West Virginia, number one. They get. I kind of forgot about them. They, yeah. they, they did their work early. Yeah, they get a, a big man in Jesse Edwards from Syracuse. Yep. Uh, point guard Kirk Creesa from, over from Arizona. Uh, they do lose. I see Josiah Davis, Jamal King. They Whatever. get Omar, Omar Silverio and Jose Perez from. Is that- yeah, Jose Perez was the player of the year. He was going to be the player. Remember early, before the season even started, was it Manhattan who fired their coach or their coach left the team or whatever, like right before the season started? Um, oh, is it Steve Massiello, I think, who was like a Patino disciple back in the day? Yeah, I think he was the head coach at Manhattan. And for whatever reason, they had some sort of contract dispute. It was like right on the eve of the season. And he left. Jose Perez, then, the, who was going to be the player of the year in the preseason of whatever conference I whatever conference Iona is in, the MAC. MAC. Yeah. yeah. He was going to be the he was the preseason player of the year in the league, and because his coach left, then he transferred. And I remember there was like a brief minute where like people were like, "Hey, can he? Is he going to be eligible to play for a new team?" It's like that's that's too far. We cannot have guys transferring a day before the season and then play for the new team they join. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, um, but he's yeah, but he's kind that, of that, those... that's called a trade, but without equal compensation. Right, and so that's he's like one of those old school transfers where it's like you kind of forget about those guys and they get good in like the, you know, under, under with with in the darkness and the shadows, and now he's and now he comes back and it's like whoa, that's right, Jose Perez. So that's right. Yeah, you kind of forget about him a little bit. Yeah, and it's interesting. I pull up just like their basketball commits, regardless of type. They don't have any incoming freshmen, and so it's kind of trending that way i think to where yeah teams are not recruiting high school seniors near as much just because they know that they're not gonna be able to um fulfill how much playing time they want or probably won't be able to then they're just gonna leave after one year so why go for them anyway it's true well that and i mean that that's that's probably the biggest part but i'm almost wondering how much of a factor do you think it is now that we've seen you see kansas state turn things around this year in one year Iowa State a couple years ago turned things around really quickly. Programs that, that used to be the old the old trope for old coaches used to be like you get like you, let me get four years to get my all my guys in and like cycle through these recruiting classes and build. Um, that's going away. Coaches now are expected to win quickly, and 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 athletic departments are getting out of their contracts quicker. So you don't we don't have they probably don't have time to sit and dedicate a bunch of resources into. Well, let's get this kid who's ranked 175th, and like, yeah, he's probably not going to be great as a freshman, but boy, he's going to pop when he's a junior. Yeah. We don't have time for that. Nope. We need, we need to win today. We need to we need to get in the hunt now. You know what I mean? And like, you, yep. you don't, unless you're unless you're getting unless you're chasing like high level college prospects who you feel really good about, like the the project kids, you know, I think might get there. There's not as much of a premium there. So no, uh, West Virginia number one. Uh, congrats to them. They are. The banner. They, they, this might be Biggs the inaugural winner thus far of transfer portal team rankings, uh, which is kind of weird to me. I, I, I'm looking at it. I'm not sure exactly how they figure this out. I see they have two four stars, two three stars. Arkansas has four four stars, one three star. I think Arkansas is more impressive. You know, and I didn't even have either one on my list of, of teams that I thought had particularly good transfer portal seasons. Yeah. Who do you um, have? Who's your I, number one? Oh, my number one? 
You know what I also love? It's, it's a bunch of random teams. Top five is West Virginia, Arkansas, NC State. I didn't have them on my list either. LSU. I didn't have them either. Syracuse. Even though they lost Jesse Edwards. Yeah, how do get? we and, and Joe Girard. Who'd they get here? Well, they got the kid from Notre Dame. Oh, Starling, that's a big yeah, one. Starling, but I mean, yep. he, how, how did he do? He, he's kind of another one where he's kind of like he's a little bit better than Khalil Ware, but like JJ Starling was eleven points per game. Yeah, he was fine. Like he's yeah. good, but like I don't know, is he better than Joe Girard? Might not be. Like maybe a little and bit, but like they have know. a Chance Westry from Auburn. I think he was like a four-star recruit, but he didn't do anything last year at Auburn. Yeah, another. So some of this is, is – that's the hard thing is, like, I suppose these 247 guys are recruiting analysts. So, like, they're still right. they're still baking in some of the, the previous <laughs> prospect kind of production. I mean, you, you hear that a lot with, like, the transfer portal. I know especially in college football. Like, a five-star quarterback could be – I mean, like, JT Daniels. Remember, he transferred to Georgia and, and played a few years. And then he transferred to West Virginia – and really wasn't any good. He transferred again, and like somehow they like that is still something that on a podcast like they'll mention. They're not going to talk like the ship has kind of sailed on that, right? Because he was it's like the first round pick thing in the NFL. You know, if you're a first round pick, like teams will just continue to try and try and try and extract something out of you, yep. even if you've given them nothing but evidence to suggest that there's anything to be extracted. You know what, Biz? I'm starting to wonder here. I. I don't know if they do reevaluate this because I, I I click on Michigan. They got Caleb Love, who was a five star coming out of high school, and now he's a four star on here. So I I do wonder if they reevaluate. Maybe the reason why uh, Kalal Ware is still a five star is because he you could you could argue that he's just buried 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 in the depth chart or something like that, and he still has that potential. Like we we just don't know yet. Whereas Caleb Love has had his playing time over three seasons and just hasn't. Yep lived up to the expectations. So I, yeah. I'm starting to think they do reevaluate here. That would make sense. I mean, if a guy's one year removed from being a five-star, maybe they're still, they're still five-star like potential uh, trickle down where yes. a five-star three years ago, like that's the, the ship has kind of sailed. Like, I do yeah. You, you know what fair. you get, you know what you're getting out of Caleb love. You don't know what you're getting out of Kalawar. Yep. And there's the, the boomer bust potential there is, is off yep. the charts. Yeah. Okay. We're 10 minutes in. We still haven't gotten to one of your winners. Did we? Oh, all right. Did, did you say one already? No, I did not. Yeah, because I, I kind of took it. I named the top five from here. Uh, I'm going to interrupt you again and give you like the top ten. Okay, give me give me the top ten and maybe one of my no, winners. No, no, I, no. I, I want I want to actually be able to interrupt you though. So I want you to start saying who your number one is. All right. Well, I don't I don't know if I have a number one. I was just putting together a list of guys. Hey, Biggs, I'm going to stop you here. Number six through ten here. Some other random teams. Indiana, TCU, Houston, Oklahoma, Virginia. I've got I've got Houston and Virginia as teams that I wanted to talk about. Okay, let's talk about them then. Well, let's talk about Houston. Okay. They they lose Jermon Mark. Um is is Sasser is is Sasser gone? How old is yeah, he? Yeah, he's leaving. He's going to the NBA. Okay. So they lose both those guys, but they get I'm seeing LJ Cryer from Baylor, big time get. Yep. Um, he's kind of like the guy who you don't think of him as their most talented player, but sometimes I think it's like two years ago, we're like 10 or 12 games in the year. And we look at their stat, their box scores and he's their leading scorer somehow. Yeah. I mean, you watch them play this year and like you watch Baylor on the right night and you could convince yourself LJ cry is their best player. Yeah. 
you know, and you watch him another night, and you could say it's it's Keontae George, and then Flagler, and that's what then that's what gave so many people such a great hope that Baylor would be elite this last year. Um, I mean, LJ Cryer's legit. He's a really good bucket getting kind of combo guard. I don't really understand. Like he was one of the guys that really confused me in terms of why, why are you leaving? I mean, you're in a really good situation. Baylor is awesome. Scott drew develops kids. You, you get an opportunity. And I thought the rumor was that he wanted to go somewhere where he was going to get an opportunity to play point guard, which also doesn't make a ton of sense to me because it's like, well, Baylor doesn't really have one guy that just plays point guard. Like they, it feels like they've got three point guards on the floor. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't seem like LJ Cryer's issue is lack of opportunity. Uh, and he's going to Houston where he's not really going to be, if he wanted to be like the monopolizing ball dominant point guard, he's not going to be that at Houston. You know, they've got Jamal Shedd, who's really good. Um, but I think LJ Cryer, I mean, if you think about it, can you close your eyes and kind of see what LJ Cryer doing a lot of the same stuff Marcus Sasser did? No. You can't? Oh, you can? Uh, I think oh, I can. Okay, yeah, let's I, see I, it I then. See, I can see him doing a lot of that same kind of stuff. I mean, he's a he's a dynamic perimeter scorer who can shoot. He's probably got a little more juice in terms of getting to the rim. Mm-hmm. He's probably not as physical and, and good. Defense. That's where, like, I, I see I, – I look at Marcus Sasser, and there's a little element of – I see, like, you know how like, it, Saquon Barkley is Saquad? Yeah. I, I see a little bit of that Marcus Sasser. Like, he's so mad. Like, he's a big dude. Yeah, he is. He's like 6'2", but he's like 210. That's true, and that's and that's where the LJ Cryer thing is, and that's part of what Baylor's issue was this last year was they're just so small. LJ Cryer is not great defensively; he like he's he's small, and I don't know maybe the effort level. I'm curious if that was all that good. I, I don't remember grinding the Baylor tape, but I tell you what, if there's anything to be extracted from him on the defensive end of the floor, I guess what coach better than Kelvin Sampson to get it? Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a Houston team that they're always – it feels like no matter – you think about you and me out there with three other guys and somehow their defense would be pretty good. You know what I mean? Like it just feels like they find a way to have a good defense. They need they need some guys that, that – what the what's killed them in previous years – I guess I, I'm saying that now after they gave up like 90 to Miami in the Sweet 16 game that they lost. But by and large over the last like five years, Houston's defense has been not a problem. It's They can get stuck in the mud offensively and look kind of rough sometimes. And it feels like LJ Cryer is kind of one of those uh, ace in the hole type of guys who can who can go and get you thirty on any given night. I think that I think that's a really good get. That's I mean that's as good a get as they could have done. And I'm just trying to think from from a roster construction, and I'm like trying to piece together the guys in my head because Sasser's gone, uh, Tremon Mark is gone. Um, who's the who's that other guard? I'm assuming who's a big freshman. Uh, uh, I can't think of the first. Jarris Walker is he gone? Yeah, he'll be gone. Uh they're two big men. Um, Cheney and who's the other guy? Reggie Cheney and uh, they had another. They had another big off the bench who who will Ar- play. Ar- yeah, I remember Arsenault. I remember uh, who is a shooter? Emmanuel something sharp. Yeah, Emmanuel sharp. Those two are both back. Yeah, um, that'll help. They do have. I see they have a one four star Joseph Tugler, a center. Yep, no big. Um, they're actually another four star, another center, Jacob McFarland, coming in as well. So it's not just LJ Cryer. There is another transfer. I don't know how, how much you know about Damian Dunn. Yeah, he averaged uh, like 15 a game at Temple. Okay. He's like a 6'5 kind of bucket getting wing as well. I don't know if he's a great perimeter shooter, but he's, but he's another guy who can give you some juice offensively. Um, it feels like that's what Houston's prioritizing. And maybe that's a smart thing for them. It's like, go get 
it depends on, I guess, the philosophy. Like, what do you think you can coach better? We talked about this before, but like, do you think it's easier to develop guys to be, can you take good scores and make them good defenders? Or can you take bulldog defenders and make them good scores? I, I tend, I tend to lean, give me the scores with the skill and then we can get them to buy in and play defense. Yep. It feels like that's maybe what Kelvin Sampson's doing here with these transfers. You basically do that thing. I'm sure you did this in high school where you sit in a defensive stance for like a minute at a time. And just chop your feet. Oh my god! It shuffle sucks. and slide across the floor and stuff. You were burning. You were burning after that. Flop and then get up and shuffle some more. Yeah, you're basically begging. Like, can we just do wall sits instead? And those suck too. And then you got the you got the overzealous coach at the front, like in front of the whole team, like like squatting down, like pointing one direction, and then he's like <laughs> yep. squinting, pointing in a yep. different direction, and then he's, yep. he's like smacking the floor, and you're like, oh no, this is awful. And there's yep. always that one kid in the back who like actually doesn't do anything. <laughs> but he's like, like hit, he's like hidden behind everyone. Yep. Oh my gosh! Yes, we had uh, in football. We used we used to always do up downs, and it would be like we'd increase. It was like every Tuesday, I want to say, we'd increase the number by like ten each week. Oh my god! And so you get to end of, towards the end of the year, and we'd have like a hundred up downs. But we and like it depended on what coach you had to see how tough it would be because some coaches will blow the whistle, make you do it, wait for you to get back up. And then blow it again. Some oh, go so quick to where you don't have a chance to get back up. Right. So you might be able to, you might be able to skip a few in there. That's kind of nice. Yeah, that yeah. would be kind of nice. That'd be kind of nice. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, Houston, very good team. Uh, and yeah, they have another combo guard, Cordelius Jefferson, uh, three star guy. I'd imagine he's more of a future year contributor, but maybe get some playing time next year too. So that's a nice. It's a nice overhaul, like just right. an overall like class. It's not nine transfers. It's not seven different freshman recruits. It's it's and that's I think that's kind of maybe the the way to I don't know if there is a one set way. That's the that's the kind of way that I feel like I'm drawn to is like if you sprinkle in a couple good transfers here and there, you, you're not you're not overhauling your entire roster. That's what I don't like about like Arkansas being ranked so high. Like I don't love I don't love when you're when you're rehauling like your entire roster of transfers. It feels like mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just some uncertainty in that. You know, like we got over we got overhyped on the Texas. One a couple of years ago, where like too many moving that. pieces, too many mouths to feed. Yeah, and and if it and if it's a one year, like for Texas, I guess what we didn't really account for is that it worked in year two with all those guys, but yep. year one, that's just I, I have a hard time believing that that's ever going to be a a great success in the first year of that because yeah, you just you can't paste rosters together. I like the teams like what Houston's doing in in concept, in that a couple good transfers sprinkled in, you got at a couple recruits who can kind of grow at their own pace. Uh, in addition to an already solid base of like four or five guys that what which is what Houston's got. Yeah. All right. Tell me what you like about Virginia. <clears throat> um, I like that they I mean Hey the guys- Biggs, do you wanna know who eleven through fifteen is? Yes. Okay. Georgetown, Tennessee, Florida, Michigan, Creighton. I've got I've got I've got Tennessee. Okay. I've got uh I don't have Michigan yet, but I think some of the steam on guys that they might be adding. I still think. I mean, you, you had Caleb Love. You're not winning the transfer portal. But, you're losing. You're, but yeah. But but whatever. Can 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 even get a five star? It's funny. I'm looking on here and I all they have the top twenty five and they have it in columns by five star, four star. There's only one five star marked, and that is for um for Indiana. Really? Yeah. Khalil Ware is the top rated transfer in their yep. thing. Yep. So stupid. He was a top. He was a top ten recruit. So it's like they think he's going to be, be awesome. And I. I mean, I guess I would. Well, be it's like if if Nate if, if Nate Biddle entered the portal, would you put him as a five star too? 
No, that's yeah, the, that's exactly. Just, it's just it's insane. It's nonsensical, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah. I like that Virginia. I, I like that they didn't lose. I mean, they lost a they lost Caden Caden Shedrick, or the the word is that he's going to leave. But yeah, I've heard Duke the for that. Guys, one, they added are, are pretty solid. Andrew Rohde, who was the freshman of the year in in your Summit League, he uh, is a is a six six guard from like Wisconsin. Played at, at the University of St. Thomas. He averaged like seventeen a game as a freshman in the Summit League. Um, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. And, uh, and then Jordan minor, who's like a fifth year guy from, I think, was it Merrimack? He is, uh, you know, he's like six, eight, two forty. just kind of like the, the, they need to replace, uh, who's the foreman that they had last year, who was like kind of a mid range darling. Um, oh, what's that guy's name? Gardner. Jane Gardner. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan minor. I feel like is built like that. He's like six, eight, big physical dude. He averaged like 17 and nine at, at Merrimack. So, you know, they, they add some plug and play guys. And again, I think it all depends like for Virginia, it all depends on if Reese Beekman comes back, he's put his name into the the draft and like, he's, he's testing the waters or whatever. If he comes back, I think all of those guys kind of fit nicely into, they're not going to be, they're not going to be like the top guys on that team. I think the top guys are already kind of established. If Beekman's there, uh, that McNeely, or whatever is probably going to be a guy that pops. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Ryan Dunn? They had a Dunn last year. Their their foreman who looked like basically a, a a new DeAndre Hunter for them. That's that's who I felt like I was watching. Like those guys are kind of their go to guys probably, and these other guys now can kind of slide into roles. I I just thought it was a nice job, and you don't think Virginia is like. A, a, I guess every time they add somebody good, I'm kind of surprised. I'm like, huh? Like I picked Virginia, huh? Like I don't know. There's just something about that. So what did you think? Yeah, no, you mentioned Andrew O, you mentioned Jordan Minor. Did you mention Dante Harris? Oh, that's another he's kinda like the the Jose Perez type where he yeah. left Georgetown before the season started or something and then joined Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So I he's already had Virginia practice under his belt. That's and that's yeah, I wonder how much value there is in that because at Georgetown, it's hard to it's hard to figure out like, is Dante Harris good? Because at Georgetown he was not good, but maybe everything was around him was so bad that you know, maybe in Virginia's system, he's a better fit. He's a, yep. he's a multi-year Power 5 starter. So there's something to be said about that. Yeah, so and I'm just, again, I'm looking at kind of the whole roster change perspective. Um, I see, you know, Isaac Trout gone, Francisco Cucafaro gone. Uh, you mentioned, oh, Kane Shedrick also probably gone. Yeah, all their uh, bigs mentioned. are leaving. Yep, and you mentioned like the three guys they got in the portal. They also have two top 100 guys coming in. Um shooting guard and a center so you know they're they're very houston-y um they just feels they, like they're, they, they're not they, they they get enough in the portal and in recruiting to fill out like a seven man or eight man rotation but yep not much more um i would agree with that and it comes down to and you ask this question all the time how many coaches do you trust to have like sustain that um above guys like kelvin sampson and tony bennett there's not many guys who can do what they do as far as like the roster turnover part um, and just continue to sustain it. Um, my question is, can Dante Harris properly throw a full court pass in a third, in a late game situation um, in the NCAA tournament first round a few years? I don't even know how many years it is anymore after they won a national title the year after losing as a one seed to a 16 seed in the first round of the tournament. That's, that's I, what it's going to take. Like, can Dante Harris handle that, that, 
role on this team because he's going to have like, to will replace. Will he crumble under the weight of that expectation? I know. That's, it remains <laughs> it's to be ridiculous. seen. We've got, yeah. we've got 11 months to find out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Or we'll find out in 11 months. <laughs> Think Rossi's um, got a counter down for that yet? Well, let's find out. Only 337 days until the next NCAA tournament tips off. Do you think that's actually what it is? No, I, I don't know. You Honestly, might actually be something. Like you might that. not be too far off. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Twitter, are you verified? No, I don't know what you, that even you, means. You can pay for it now. It used to be, you know, how, like there's like the blue check all the time. Yeah. So, so it used to be like you'd have to be like a big time celebrity, and there's some yeah, verification process. Now, now you pay like eight or ten bucks a month, so you or I could be verified and look more <laughs> legit. Yeah. <laughs> But if everybody is verified, is anybody verified? Yeah, if you have three quarterbacks, do you even have one? That, that's the people are asking. Ooh, per John Rothstein, Jaden Akins has declared for the 2023 NBA draft while maintaining his college eligibility. I feel like State's another team that's been a winner just from not only transfer portal, but just regular recruiting as well. Yeah, they're not a they're not a portal winner, but they're definitely like an off season winner. I mean yeah. And it doesn't have like there's you can still build a team with high school recruits. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. You you can, and you can yeah. build one by keeping your own players. Like you can yeah. build a team by like maintaining your own team. Like like those high school players. recruits that you recruited in prior years, you can have them stay on your team for future years. So uh, Tom Izzo is just rewriting the game of recruiting here. Or portal transfers that aren't just like one and done portal guys. Like Tyson True. Walker was a portal transfer for Michigan State. And he's, he's going to be now in his third year in the program. That's crazy to me. So, yeah, that they definitely they definitely did well. I mean, Tyson Walker coming back and opting into a fifth year, Malik Hall coming back. I assume Jade Nakins will come back. And I know I was huge on him, like at the beginning of like before last season started. I thought he was going to kind of pop, and it feels like injuries kind of robbed him of that. But like late in the year, it felt like he was starting to pop a little bit. They've got a really good recruiting class. Um, so you just wait till Michigan State disappoints us now next year when the expectations are high. It could happen. It could happen. Um, I'm just waiting for March because that's when they'll be good. Can't wait. Yeah. What are they on? They're not going to be very high on the transfer ranking. They might. How high are they on the just the regular recruit ranking? Well, they've got they've got like a top ten nationally rated power forward coming in who's like a is it Xavier Booker. Yeah. I think they've they, got a pretty good class coming in. They are number four. You know what? Yeah. You know what this transfer portal ranking system is missing that it should have? That would make yeah. it. It needs to have not only the rankings of like five-star, four-star of who you're adding. You also need to have who you're losing as well. Cause that I know. That's what I, I always, I always kind of forget to like, that's got to be a factor. But yeah. I almost wonder, it's like, is that, do you bother factoring that? Because it's like, or you just approach every single team like you're going to lose everybody. True. Because it's just complete anarchy. Because you didn't give them 35 minutes last year. Right. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. Crazy world we live in. Uh, do you have any losers? Um, besides besides all, Michigan. I mean, all the mid-majors. <laughs> <laughs> Every mid-major program that loses their best player. Um, Utah State. They lost their coach, and so their entire team left. There we go. That's our loser on this episode. You had um, Creighton as a top 15 team, right? Uh, that's twenty four seven sports. Um, or, yeah, yes. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, they lose I, like, Nemhard. That, that one, yeah, they lose Nemhard. They, yep. that, that was that just yesterday. To that last point that you were just making about like they don't. I don't know if they factor in the guys they're losing, but like if you just kind of assume that you're going to lose Nemhard, I mean Creighton did awfully well getting Stephen Ashworth, and they get Isaac Trout, the Virginia, the Virginia big man who 
you know, didn't do anything at Virginia, but has the smell still of a, of an ex top 100 recruit. Um, your thoughts on them getting Steven Ashworth to replace Ryan Nemhard? Uh, obviously it's an up transfer. So we have to factor in our 70% rule, um, which means next year he will be averaging. Where's his stats at? What about 12 a game? Probably he was about a 16 a game. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. So which, honestly, that's what Shireman averaged when uh, he came up from South Dakota state. Yeah. Now, do I expect Ashworth? And I actually, you know, I think that's like probably their biggest addition is keeping Shireman. Agreed. It's, not, it's obviously not an addition, but Huge. I think that is their biggest happening this year. That'll help. Unexpected retainment. Exactly. Um, Steven Ashworth, you know, it's not going to be a dollar for dollar replacement for Ryan Emhart, but still like it'll, it'll keep the lights on. Um, Isaac Trout, you can plug into the four. Do they still have Cockbrenner? I believe there's, I was just reading here. Uh, I was just reading yesterday, like the an article, basically the expectation is that he'll come back. Nobody okay. thinks he's basically the, the word is that he is the feedback he's going to get is that he's not either NBA ready from a physical standpoint or a skill standpoint. So he'll probably be back. Okay. And what um, about Trey Alexander? He's one who's retaining his college eligibility. I okay. think most people think he's going to be back too. So, okay. So let's look at a starting five. You have Ashworth, you have Alexander, Shireman, probably Isaac Trout. Oh, Kaluma. I keep forgetting about Kaluma too. Yeah. Like, they, I think that, that's a, if, if those six guys are there, that's a great six man rotation. Right. Plus, uh, plus, you and, had, and there's going to be more. Who was the little guard that played off the bench last year? Who, who played a little bit and he started doing a little more, uh, Farabello, I think was his name. Um, Francis. None. Yeah. Like he, he, you know, him and him and Trout are probably not like bench was definitely their issue last year and it probably won't be like a strength. But I think if you, if you can add another piece just to kind of make your bench, not so terrible. So their starters got to play 38 minutes a game. I actually weirdly think like Ashworth is not as good as Nemhard, but I almost wonder if the fit is might actually make them tougher to tougher to play. Cause he's an elite level shooter. He's a far better shooter than Nemhard. And I feel like Creighton has, like their offense, you watch them play, and it's like they're when they're when they're humming and they're kind of putting everybody in the blender. There's not one guy who handles the ball a ton. Like Shireman's a pretty good playmaker. Trey Alexander's a pretty good playmaker. Um, Ashworth is, I think, like a combo. He's more of a shooting guard, but he's kind of a playmaker. Like I almost wonder if I almost wonder if by taking the ball out of Nemhard's hands and putting it in everybody's hands, and adding a guy like Ashworth who is just an insanely good shooter, like the space. That, that 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 the gravitational pull that he's going to have with his shooting ability, I'm I'm kind of intrigued. And I'm talking myself into actually that being a better fit, even though Nemhard's a better player. Here's a random question: So, do they sell Mason Miller? Yeah. Okay. He hasn't panned out though. Um, Not really. I'm, lo- I'm looking at on the bottom, like the team page. I've got all-time commits. Do you want to guess who their number one all-time commit is from high school? Oh, let's see. Who would be the best all-time commit from Creighton? It's probably within the last 10 years, I bet. He's currently on the team. Oh, okay. Uh, Kaluma. Yep. Kaluma, Nemhard is number two, and then Mason Miller is actually number three. And Trey Alexander is probably in the top five. He is He is number five. All four well, of those guys were in that If you can guess class. number four, number four is also a recent player. If you can guess number four. I'll give you a virtual high five through this webcam. He's a recent player. Yes. Class of 2020. 
recruiting wise? 2020. I'm trying to remember who was on their team in 2020. I'm actually worried I might have to pronounce this myself. Who is the point guard? It wasn't. Um... Oh, what's the point guard's name? What's the kid's name? He's a point guard from. Um, he's he's Michael Carter Williams' brother. Is it him? I don't know. I don't know if I'm just gonna say it. I'm probably gonna butcher it. Uh, Raddy Andronakashvili. No, I don't know who the hell that is. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that guy ever played at Creighton. I don't know either, but he is their number four all-time commit. Um, okay. Huh. okay. So, yeah, and um, here's another team, Biggs, who um, they have one commit, high school commit, three-star, top 250-ish, uh, but just another team that is relying heavily on the portal to build their roster, which is weird because two years ago, they kind of silently had a very good high school recruiting class. Yeah, all those guys. Yeah, all those guys, like, Alexander, Kaluma, um, Cockbrenner. Was Cockbrenner part of that one? I think it no, was. Nemhard. Or is he the year uh, before? Nemhard and Miller were. Okay. Um, but now, yeah, they're, they're solely basically relying on the transfer portal this year. So kind of a change of pace for them. Yeah, I almost wonder if that's, if you can, I mean, if you can string together one awesome class and keep those guys for a couple of years, then you can, you don't need to, to bring in recruits because, you know, what's the purpose? I mean, what's the point of having 11 guys? Someone's going to not be happy. Yeah, you're not going to play seven. You're only going to play seven or eight of them, probably. That's the thing. And so, yeah. I mean, while their depth is a problem, you know, or that was kind of what we talked about all year is that was that was something that held them back. They got to the Elite Eight. They were a, they were a silly foul away from getting to the Final Four. You know what I mean? Like the depth really, once you get into the NCAA tournament, you don't need more than seven guys. Yep. You need to you need to sustain to get through the, to to get to the NCAA tournament. You probably need more guys, but like, there's just no point in getting. <laughs> like loading up your roster with 11 scholarship dudes. Like there, there, someone's going to be pissed. And like, do you want that toxic energy in your locker room sometimes? Like that, that's something that you probably have to factor in. Yep. All right. Do you have another one? Do you have another winner? Here are a couple that I just wanted to touch hey, on. Hey, big 16 through 20. Uh, yeah, North, Car- North Carolina, Penn State, UNLV, South Carolina, Texas Tech. I was going to talk about Texas Tech, but then I ended up crossing them out because they lose so many guys that I was like, nah, I, I just can't bring myself to do it. You see, that's where this site has limitations. Yeah, but they do have a couple. A couple I mean, if you just assume literally everyone's leaving, then the two guys that they've added so far that I know of are pretty darn good. And Chance McMillian from Grand Canyon. And is it Darion Williams from Nevada? Yep. I don't see this Chance guy you're talking about. Well, he just he just committed, I think, yesterday. Okay. Um, Darian Williams, though, from Nevada, was the freshman of the year, I think, in the Mountain West. Maybe one of the top defensive guys. Like he's legit. Um, he's not a great like score. If you look at his stats, like it wasn't. They don't pop. I don't think he was about a ten point a game kid, maybe. But um, there's, I think, there's a chance that he turns into a pretty darn good player. I don't know if they added other people as well. Uh, that's all I'm seeing. I guess I can go to like. As far as like the high school recruiting side of it, you mean? No, I I was just thinking portal because it's it's. I mean, they're probably not going to have a lot of high school guys. I, it's, McCaslin's coming in from North Texas, so like, right? I, I, he's got to uh, remake that entire roster. They do have a four star, like top one thirty guy, Jason Jackson, shooting guard, um, another shooting guard too. Um, but no, like you mentioned, they they're losing a lot. Um, Lamar Everybody. Washington, Jalen Tyson, Daniel Bacho. 
uh, Bardos IMAC, which wasn't he the guy who kind of almost left midseason, but then didn't? Yeah, he went to Cal. Yeah. Um, Robert Jennings, Elijah Fisher. They, yeah, their team's just gone. Right. Um, do you think that's well, just like, a result I had a hard of time a coaching change? Them a winner. Do you think that's just a result of a coaching change? Yeah. Okay. And it's a combination of a coaching change, plus it feels like everybody's default setting is like, give me a reason to transfer. Give right. me a reason to put out that graphic on Tipton Edits that I'm thinking about transferring. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think guys already just kind of want to find a reason to transfer, and that coaching change is like, good, I can transfer. Yep. So, I don't know. That's that's my projection on it. So, you mentioned uh, Tennessee. I know. Oh, I forgot about this one. Dalton Connect, who I was hoping for as a Tar Heel fan. He goes to Tennessee. I think that was just yesterday. Uh, yep. Chris Ledlam, I believe I'm pronouncing that right. He yep, looks Harvard. like he's very – He looks. I was just about to say he looks like he's very smart because I see that H with the little shield. Next to his name, um, but they lose they lose Olivia Kamwa. You got to factor that in. Yeah, uh, he 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 kind of beat Duke by himself. So I'll be I'll forever be grateful. Yeah, yeah, I think he's and the and the rumor at least as of a couple weeks like a week ago and and I guess who knows anymore. But like I thought Michigan was kind of the favorite to land him. Okay. So if Michigan's goal is to just find guys that are capable of beating Duke, then I guess <laughs> consider me a fan. <laughs> um, and then I think they're kind of the favorites for Matthew Cleveland. So like I'd put Michigan up there if they can add Kamwa and Matthew Cleveland, like that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good class then. Or it's Deep. at least decent, but yeah, I don't know why, like that one, that one again, it's like another one where it's like, you're one of the best players for a really good team in Tennessee. Why are you, what are you, what are you searching for? Why are you leaving? But yeah, but do you make up, do you make with the, even all those possible additions, do you make up for what you lose? By adding Caleb Love. No, because none of those other guys are going to get to shoot. <laughs> um, they do also, I don't know if we mentioned Trey Jackson and Namari, Namari Burnett uh, from Seton Hall and Bama, respectfully. Is it, Where are they going? Michigan. I forgot that Trey Jackson was going there, and I, I missed that Namari Burnett. Boy, that Namari Burnett, it's going to take he, someone special to keep that guy to settle down. Because, like, hasn't he transferred, like, four times already? Also, hasn't Didn't he, like, tear his ACL? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, he, probably from all this well-traveling that he's doing. He started out <laughs> at, he started out at, was it TCU? And then he went to Texas Tech. And then he went to Alabama. And now he's going. So I think I feel like Namari Burnett has played at four colleges now. I want to see if I can find his stats. I'm gonna look this up. Timeline: Michigan, Texas Tech, Bama. I think he started at Texas. Didn't play. Transferred right away to Texas Tech. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm the other way on that. No, maybe he did just start at Texas Tech and then went to Bama and now he's somewhere else. One thing I'm noticing, Biggs, I like being on two four seven a lot better than ESPN because yeah. ESPN does the thing that we've always talked about where they just blast blast ads into your ears. No, it just says Bama and Texas tech. Yeah. And I'm not sure. Well, there is a, but there is a year in their bigs because it's 2020. It's a 2021 season. Then the 2023 season where he he was just hurt. Yeah. But I think he was elsewhere. He wasn't at one of those two schools that year. He was hurt. I want to say maybe, but this is like his third school. If let's just say it's only his third. He could still transfer again. I mean, this guy's only a junior. Yeah. This man cannot stay on campus anywhere. What has happened? Like, what is the deal? He's just a rambling man. Yeah, apparently. Damn. Yeah. Um, I forgot about Trey Jackson. He's another one who, like, 
he committed to Minnesota. I remember out of high school, we were all excited about that. And then he decommitted like a week later. And I think he committed to Missouri. Oh, and then he transferred to Seton Hall. And now he's transferring to Michigan. Like this man is, uh, he's, he's a committophobe as well. Committophobe. He's very non-committal. Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. Anyone else you have? Xavier. Xavier. They're number 23 bigs. Speaking of which, uh, ooh. Ooh. I said, so I have to correct myself from earlier. Number 20, I said, was Texas Tech. They're actually tied at number 20 with two other teams. New Mexico. Iowa State and Nebraska. So I like what Iowa State did. I, I don't remember. I know they got the Wofford kid, and then they got another guy, and I can't remember who it was, but I like what they've done. But they they lost Caleb Grill, which technically they lost him. He left this, the team toward the end of the year. Yeah. Um, they lose him. Um, Nebraska, assuming they keep uh, – I can't even think of his name anymore. Who Who is the guy like uh, – Keisei Tominaga. That's his name. Yeah, Casey Tominaga. My boy. As, as long as they keep him around, they'll be uh, – They're contender. in the mix. Final four contender next year. Yep. No. Um, let's see. But yeah, they get they've got a few guys in there at Nebraska. Um, Xavier, who'd they get? Sorry, I keep taking away from you. Oh, you're okay. Okay. They had a couple guards, Quincy Oliveri from uh, Rice. They basically just raided Conference USA. Like they got they got Quincy Oliveri from Rice, who averaged 19 a game. Kind of a combo guard can score it. And Davion McKnight, who was Western Kentucky's leading scorer the last couple of years. So they got a couple of all-conference, Conference USA kind of combo lead guard types. And then they added Obu Usman uh, from Armin Green, anchored defensively. So you're going to put that Usman with, uh, with Fremantle and Jerome Hunter to make a pretty nice front court. And uh, you've got McKnight and Oliveri. And uh, I think Xavier's got some pretty good recruits coming in. The Musketeers, uh, Sean Miller. They're they're back. I think they're they're kind of like going to be in the mix Ooh. here. Speaking of bigs, we were texting about this yesterday. But are they back? And it's solely for the reason that I just like bringing up this question: Is Gonzaga back? You like asking if a team is back when they haven't gone anywhere. But are they back? That's like asking me if I want s'more if I haven't had any yet. S'more what? Right, exactly. I can't have s'more if I haven't had any yet. <laughs> The team can't be back if they're not gone. But Biggs, they get Ryan Nemhard. They get Graham Ike. Yep. Uh, Steel Panthers. They do have a four-star top 50 guy, Dusty Stromer, coming in. Yep, um, I've heard he's did they lose? Dusty. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's like an old school name. Am I correct in saying that, was it Salas entered the portal? Yeah, he he gone. He might go to Nebraska. Like, is that an addition? Maybe. I mean, I don't Yeah, like. I he think Salas turned into an okay player. He just wasn't what he was probably hyped to be. Yeah, because they saw like guys like Hickman. Who is the who is the guy from Chattanooga? Malachi Smith. Do they, do yep, they still have him? Those guys too? are still there. So they still have some guards in the in the mix there. They got a new um, in addition to Nemhard. They get a, a man in the middle in Graham Ek because I'm assuming Timmy's gone. Is that, is that official? Yeah, yet? yeah. Okay. The guy I'm curious about, and I thought I saw it. Is is Anton Watson coming back? Because he has eligibility still. He was in that class with Timmy. Is Anton Watson coming back? I don't know. I if feel like has... you're just t- typing that exact those exact words into Google. 
I I I just typed in Anton Watson and I'm looking at news to see if anything's shown up yet. Um, and nobody's sure yet. So yeah, I'm not. If he comes back, I I'm kind of here for it because I do think he's a perfect kind of connector piece. Like Ek is a is a scoring kind of load of a big, and you know, uh, Steel Venters is is a terrific shooting kind of swing man coming over from Eastern Washington, I believe. Yep. I think he was the player of the year in the big sky. Um, also a he, great name, Steel. Steel, yeah. yeah. Steel and, and like vent. So it's like yeah. he's like a he, – he, like yeah. it's a vent. I don't know. A, a guy like Steel, I bet he get a, gets a lot of rebounds. No, actually he really doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he averaged 2.8 last year and he's six foot seven. So <laughs> not, a, not his game. Young Steel is out there just shooting threes is what yeah. he does. Yeah. So – um, but he's a nice fit. They needed somebody who could shoot the ball. So he, he, he fits there, but if they get Anton Watson back, I mean, Gonzaga, I don't, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're going to be fine. If Anton Watson's there, I think they're, they're going to be back really good. But I think the, I think like the, the Gonzaga's had like a three or four year run here where like, they're basically number one in the preseason or top five, like legit, really, really good. I don't think they're going to be quite on that level. So actually, John, I'm going to turn the question back around on you and say, is Gonzaga going to ever get back? I think they can win the Pac-12 next year. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, is UCLA leaving or not? I don't. I don't remember one year when when did they I go. Can, yeah, UCLA? I forgot about that. Is that next year? UCLA and USC. So. USC is the other one. Still, I think that's still a ways. Away. I feel like that would have been a big deal last year. Have been like UCLA's final run in the Pac-12. Yeah. But I, but I believe the the Big Twelve teams, uh, Texas and Oklahoma, they are leaving effective mm-hmm. this year. No, after this year. No, I thought it was this year. I think the Big Twelve is going to be insane for one year, and then those teams leave. I think. Okay. okay. Um. Let's see. Anyone else we want to talk about? I know I do have. Uh, I've been teasing you on a new segment. Um. But before we get to that, I have one more team. New Mexico, New Mexico. We're going actually to two more teams: here. Villanova and New Mexico. That's fine. Villanova, they list one commit here, number thirty-three. Uh, who's? But but I click on it, I see two of them. I see Hakeem Hart and TJ Bamba. Yep. Um, and who do they have returning? Justin Moore. Okay. Eric and Dixon. he, how how? When did he actually come back from injury last year? How was he? He was okay. He was, yeah. he was he was he was decent enough, um, and you got to think he's going to be better when he the further he gets removed from that right. injury. Yep. Um, Eric Dixon was pretty darn good last year. They're big, and then Mark Armstrong was a freshman guard who was, you know, he was a freshman hit or miss sometimes. And then I feel like I've heard that like Hunter Dickinson, all the steam is like he's all over the place. Like this man's racking up some traveling miles. Like he's get he's just visiting everywhere. But I think Villanova is kind of in the in heavy on him too. So like, hmm. I mean, everybody who adds Hunter, who could potentially add Hunter Dickinson, like their season potentially gets a lot, yep. like way better looking. But man, I mean, if Villanova could come out of this thing with Hakeem Hart and TJ Bamba, two very very good kind of wings, that already like if they don't add him, I think those are pretty good pickups for them. Like, you, you just kind of put together like Justin Moore, TJ Bamba, Hakeem Hart as your two three four is is really good defensively. And then Dixon's a good five. Like that's that's a pretty good. You got the pieces there to have a pretty darn good team. Yep. But then if you had Hunter Dickinson in there too, it's like whoa. Yep. Now now we've got now we're cooking with gas. Yep. I had to scroll down a ways to see New Mexico on this ranking. They're fifty eight. 
What are they? Fifty-eight. Insane. I think they. Yeah. I think they did quite well. Because I see, see three guys. Jamur is it Jamuro Baker? Jamuro Baker. Uh, Nelly Junior Joseph. Um, Mustafa Amazil. Yeah. From Dayton. Yep, Dayton transfer. Who he knocked down like forty percent of his threes. Like a a, a very good like stretch four man type. Like he can really shoot it. Uh, Nelly Junior Joseph played for 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 Papa Patino. He was a he was a double double uh, guy, at, double double go, guy at Iona. Going from father to son. Yeah, smart move. And then Jamerl Baker is a, a, a you want to talk well traveled. This man started at Kentucky, then I believe he went to Arizona. Then I believe he. I think he. I actually really do believe in my heart of hearts that this man has on his fourth team. Do you I'm think there's any? Right do you think there's any chance that? Nelly Jr. Joseph, when Patino left, he's like, yep, I'm going to follow him. But he kind of got confused a little bit. And he's like, oh, yeah. He, he, I look, he, Oh, he's clearly at New Mexico now. So, boom, let's go there. There's, I mean, I mean, it's not impossible. <laughs> he's going to show up to the first day of practice. Like, he's like, wait a second. You, you guys, we're, we're, you kind of look like coach, but you look yeah. a lot younger. Yeah, where's coach at? I don't know. Maybe Nelly Jr. Joseph looks at him and doesn't even realize that he's just a younger version of him. Could be. Who knows? This Jamerle Baker played one year at Kentucky. He played two years at Arizona. And he played two years at Fresno State. That adds up to five years. And now he's going to New Mexico. Dear God. College basketball is just... There's no rules anymore. No, this man, this man just continues to sign one-year deals. Like... I played two years, I guess, at multiple colleges. So, did you say Fresno? Did you say Fresno State? Did you say Fresno? Okay, just making sure. Um, so I like that. I like that off season for New Mexico. And then, like last year, one of their good guards was uh, Jalen House, who I believe is opting into a fifth year. So, like the the roster for New Mexico, I think, could be pretty darn good. I don't love the way Patino like runs his stuff. It feels like it's very much like the roster that he wants to get is get two, two guards and just let them cook and then get three dudes who are just like willing to set screens and rebound. Like it feels like the talent is almost too much here on this New Mexico team to play that way. So I, I'm so curious this year, if New Mexico continues to play the way of get Jamal Mashburn and Jalen house and just let them cook the whole time and waste Nelly junior Joseph and Mustafa Amzil, then I will believe that Patino is, this is exactly what he is. Mm-hmm. But if that New Mexico team can be really good, I think they've got the talent to be really, really good. Huh. All right. We covered a lot of teams there, Biggs. We sure did. And there's, and yeah. John, I mean, there, there's still like a couple months of transfer portal activity. Is it like the end of June? I want to say, or is it, or is it the end of May? Oh gosh. When, when's the NBA draft uh, deadline? Is that one late May? Yeah. Cause I think the draft's like early to mid June. Do you want a guard in the transfer portal still? Because here are some good ones that are still out there. Oh yeah, we haven't talked about. Yeah, I forgot about that. Let's Max Aismith, your guy. I think yeah, the, and the I word think is that Texas is kind of the favorite there. Was it Texas? I heard. I thought or Kansas what, what, State. Yeah. I think it's down to those. Yeah, two. Kansas State's the one I heard. Tyler Perry, our mean green guard. He's another one that I think Kansas State is kind of in on. Yeah, what's it? Um, Aaron Estrada. That sounds like a fucking just rock star name. Yeah, so on the predictions here for Aismas, it says 100% Texas. Okay. Um, Tyler Perry, does he have one? 
Harrison Ingram is still out there. It does say 100% North Carolina. What about Tyler uh, Perry? Uh, is he down there? Is he down a little further? Hang on. Because he's ranked number two on the uh, the athletic transfer ranking. Is he a guard? Yeah. He's oh, there like he a, is. He's a point guard. Uh, it, it actually it just has a question mark symbol by it. So okay. there's no I think pr- Kansas no State is kind of in the mix on him. I would assume Texas Tech is too, just because of the coach. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Bradley. He was one of those who was a five star point guard who was Bama. who was okay at Bama, not great. I think. The rumor is that Memphis is the leader there. Uh, your guy Posh, Posh Alexander, again in the portal, still available. How 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 have we not talked about our Gauchos yet? They get a former five star recruit. Yeah, yeah. Congrats, to them. congrats. Well done. That's he made the right move. Yeah, that's how Gaucho getting guys like that is how maybe in a few years you can jump conferences to a better conference and just keep moving on up. Uh, or not. We'll see. It could be awful. I don't know. I I think it's actually a better move for the kid. Like, I dude, feel like, why would you not want to be a gaucho? Why would you not want to live yeah. in Santa Barbara? What a beautiful yeah. city. I feel like Will Baker has been in college basketball for seven years. Yeah, he's never been really all that. No. Uh, uh, do you want a big man? Because Hunter yeah. Dickinson is still there. But here are some other ones. You talked about Bacho from Texas Tech. Uh, we talked about Caden Shedrick from Virginia. Yep. Uh, in the similar mold of just rim-running, short Musa Cisse. Musa Cisse. And you want the biggest one of them all? Jamarian Sharp. Jamarian Sharp, 7'5". Holy five. crap, we are good at this. Like There are some there are some legit centers still in the portal and some legit point guards. Um, are we at the point where guys are stopping to – like, are, are we done adding more guys to the portal? Probably, like – high level impact dudes, or is that still like, could, I don't know, some awesome ass players still enter. Like it, it feels like we're, I we're think, I think down. as if team X gets a transfer commit of like the top small forward or something, and they already had a starting quality small forward on their that roster. Exactly. So yes, I could still see some late entrance just because of that. Yes. And I suppose what whatever the deadline is for the NBA draft, like that's what happened with Pete Nance last year was he entered the draft, but then he also True. kind of said like, I, I also might return, but I also might enter the portal. Like I, I haven't, I haven't been able to find a list of guys who are early entrants into the draft. And like, I, I just don't even want to try to project some of that stuff, but some of those guys that probably enter the draft that might come back. I think um, that's more of a crapshoot, like determining if they're going to stay or not is more of a crapshoot of figure out who's actually going to transfer. Right. That's what it drives me nuts. So it's just too much. And we'll we'll talk about that one later. All right. You ready for the new segment? I think so. Okay. So Biggs, I feel like I say this like once a month, you and I are both Vikings fans. Um, They have a segment they do once a week where they do random Viking of the week. And this will be different because on their show, they have three people on the show. So one person reads off the clues. The other two essentially guess. guess. Yes, exactly. They can guess at any point. Um, hey. Obviously, we can't hey. do a... Oh. Uh, your guy Harrison Ingram. Uh-oh. Committed to North Carolina. Actually? Yeah. Hang on. If that's the case, we might have to talk about North Carolina a bit here. Emergency pod? No, like, it'll just be right now. Oh, hey. 35 minutes ago, Aaron Estrada headed to Alabama. 
That was a that was kind of a rumor. Okay, so. okay. We have to talk North Carolina here. So Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> yes, we do. So let's think about You've this. been working really hard not to talk North God, Carolina today. We so. have to now. We have to. I, I will give you credit. Boss. You've done a pretty good job not talking North Carolina. All I did the, the closest to talking North Carolina, as I'm wearing a North Carolina t shirt right now, by the way. Mentioning um, Harrison Ingram. <laughs> no, not even that, Caleb Love. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah true. Um, but no, they returned Baycott, RJ Davis. Oh. Um uh oh. Busy morning. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, we're going to say another commitment? Well, Avery Anderson is going to TCU. All of this is broken within the last 40 minutes. So apparently all we need to do is just pod like crazy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) All right, now you can talk. Okay, so Ingram, so obviously they have their point guard in their center already. Ingram slides into the four, or into the three. They get Jalen Withers, who is, you know, he can shoot it. I don't think he's, I feel like North Carolina fans never think of a stretch for it. It's always going to be comparison to Brady Maddock. For now, he yeah. he much like Pete Nance is not the same as Brady Maddock. Um, Jalen Withers does not have the volume of attempts for three that Brady Maddock did. Most shooting they, guards don't have the volume from three that Brady Maddock did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then they they just add kind of a couple shooting role player type players in uh, Paxson Wojcik and who's the other guard they just got? Um, Cormac Cormac Ryan from Notre Dame. So kind of building up a rotation. We'll say, um, but I feel like I have to give them the same um, level of uh, talkability that I give the other team. So I'm going to stop myself right there. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I think the biggest domino still yet to fall, which by all by all accounts seems like it's probably going to happen, is that Elliot Cadeau, the top rated point guard in the 2024 class, is going to reclassify and join North Carolina. Do you want him to though? Why the Do hell you- not? Yeah, I mean, why the hell not? He's older than Seth Trimble. Like, if you're probably going to have him for one year, would you rather have him the year after or this upcoming year? Uh, I mean, I guess if you think about this upcoming year when you've got R.J. Davis as a fourth-year guy and Armando Baycott as a fifth-year guy, you, those are those are the bones of potentially a, a duo that can do some serious damage. Mm-hmm. Um, Elliot Cadeau could be a perfect guy to like basically get all of these other dudes into their spots. So, yeah, I think why so you're not? You're saying those two portal cards that I mentioned at the two spot would be relegated to a reserve role, probably. Um, you're six man. You'd have probably about a six and a half man rotation. You'd probably right. go with, you know, in, in some order, it's probably Cadeau, RJ Davis, Cormac Ryan, Harrison Ingram, Withers, Baycott, and then that Simeon Wilcher probably plays a little bit off the bench. And, like, that's probably like a seven man rotation that you probably rely on. Maybe Seth Trimble plays a little bit. Maybe DeMarco Dunn plays a little bit. Um, I think the Brown transfer is like uh, he got to play at his dream school. He gets to wear North Carolina practice gear every day. Like he's not playing. Um, Jalen Washington probably plays a little bit. And like that's 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 your that's your roster. And Elliot Cadeau is, to my knowledge, different. I'm generally not a fan of the the reclass transfers, but. I, from what I've heard, like he's old, like he's, I think yeah, older than I Seth heard, Trimble. I have heard that. I have heard So that. like, if he's like 19 and he's like physically ready to go, then, then sign me up. Um, you, you convinced me. Yeah. Like then sign me up. Now, if he doesn't, I do think you've still got like, if RJ Davis, Cormac, Ryan, Ingram, Withers, Baycott with, with Trimble, Wilcher and Washington off the bench, like that's, that's not bad. God, these fucking evil dead commercials, dude. Like, what is this shit? 
who wa- who wants to go see this movie? What do you even watch? Uh, you always watch stuff as we pod. I, I, like, during, is there NBA on right now? Like, what? Do yeah, you NBA watching? playoffs okay, are okay, on. Okay, I was wondering because um, like, there's no basketball. There's no, you know, what I mean? or obviously there's basketball, but no college basketball. Yeah, NBA. The NBA playoffs are on, I, I, and I honestly don't even remember what the score is. I think it's Philly and and Brooklyn are playing. Um, and it's just I don't know. I haven't really been watching, but it's on. Yeah, but uh, God, that fuck. Have you seen those commercials for that Evil Dead? Yes. It looks terrible. Does that not just look terrifying? I'm more of a Fortnite guy myself. Yeah, like, are you, are you, a, are you a, the type of movies you watch? Do you like horror movies? Oh, is Evil Dead a movie? Why do I think it's a video game? I think it's a video game commercial. No, I'm talking like the, I don't know the what movie. I'm, I don't know what I'm thinking about then. You haven't seen the commercials for that Evil Dead? Oh my god, yeah, you've got to, don't watch it. It's terrifying. It just, oh, I just feel, I feel gross. It looks horrible. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think. I mean. Harrison Ingram, let's, I mean, Harrison Ingram, Cormac Ryan, and Jalen Withers are not elite level players, right? They're, they're nice fits. And you hope that like the, in, in concept, like you hope, like I told you, Harrison Ingram ended the year last year at Stanford pretty darn good. His first year and a half though at Stanford were, were underwhelming. If he were good, he would be gone because he was like a top 15 rated recruit. So you're hoping that he can kind of be a, be a fill in the gaps guy. The big thing that I've got regarding North Carolina <coughs> Is what I what I like about picking up Ingram and Cormac Ryan is they both are guys that can like pass and make plays. I don't think R.J. Davis is suited to be like the lead ball handler and the only guy who can like because I blame Caleb Love for a lot of shit last year. Like he takes a lot of horrible shots. R.J. Davis does plenty of just dribbling in circles and not going anywhere too. Mm-hmm. And th- so they need other guys like Leaky Black. I don't know why it seemed like he forgot how to make plays and. Like Pete Nance is not a great playmaker, and I, I can't tell if it's the offense. I guess we'll kind of find out. But I think the more guys who are capable of breaking down a defense and like getting, getting the ball moving, like the ball just needs to move more. And so I think some of these guys who are used to moving the basketball will just make things flow a little better. Mm-hmm. So I have some hope. All right, we got to get North Carolina. All right, or talk to them. Are you satisfied with that? Are you talked into it? Where do, where do you yep. think this will be ranked in the preseason? Assuming they, uh, assuming they add Cadeau, assuming they don't add Cadeau, where I think should they, they be ranked? Where I think they will be ranked and where I think they should be ranked are two different things because uh, they do get that bump because of the name on the chest. Okay, my guess is either way they're in the like, with or without him. I'd say in like the twelve to twenty range. Nice. I was gonna say fourteen. Okay. Um. Tops, I think they should be ranked as like very low, like 22, 23 at the absolute highest. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm yeah. kind of with you. Okay. Yep. But I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if you told me, like, hey, John, they're not ranked, like, okay, that's fair. They didn't make the tournament. They sucked last year. They have, they lost guys. They have guys they got a lot of new who dudes. were, right. I'd that's like, the Carolina okay. brand. I, I'd be sitting there, like, okay, that's fair given what we saw last year, you know? Yep. All right, pigs, let's get to the final part here. Um, All right, let's do it. We, uh, I'm trying to figure out where I left off at. So basically, I'm picking a co- random college basketball player. I think I told you the oldest they can be is like if they played in like 2010. Um, okay. So I'm going to give you five hints. They could be anything. They could be like accolades, like all conference, stuff like that. It could be stats. It could be where their career was after college basketball. Maybe they played for NBA teams. Maybe their first round draft pick, lottery pick. It could be anything. Okay. Say, all right. And after I read the five hints, and you can guess if you have it after the very first one, you can say it. Yeah. Out right there. All right. Um, you'll get 15 seconds after the last one is read. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So um, I have it on my phone here. I'm trying to figure out the best way to order this. Yeah, so, how do you order some of these things? Right. Yeah. I will start by saying this player played college basketball in the state of North Carolina. This player, Biggs, was a one and done. Okay. And played I'm all, North I'm also, Carolina. I, yep. Played in the state of North Carolina, one and done. I'm also just going to add this in for you. He was reclassified, one and done. This player in the NBA draft, following his one and done year, was the number nine overall pick. This player played in North Carolina. Yep. Was a reclassified recruit. Was the number nine overall pick. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to list off the teams that he has played for in the NBA. Okay. In no particular order. All right. Pistons, Mavericks, Hornets, Knicks, Blazers. Last clue. This player was the ACC Rookie of the Year. And in, in his rookie year, he was a second teamer on the All-NBA rookie team. But I will say his career has, in my opinion, fallen off since that rookie year. Yeah, I should give you a position. He's a point guard. I'm going to give you a position. This is tough. I'm going to give you a position. He is a point guard? He's a point guard. Dennis Smith. Yep. Let's go! <laughs> If I didn't I, realize I, he was reclassified. Yeah, I, I I was reading his Wikipedia yesterday, and I discovered that. So I was like, I'll toss that in there too. Wow. Yep. I wanted the Wolves to draft him so bad. Really? Yeah. I thought he was going to be a badass. I thought he was going to be so good. I remember that was the draft. Like if you if you pay attention to the Wolves, they had because that draft, if I remember right, that was like the De'Aaron Fox, Lonzo. It was a really good point guard draft. And I was like, damn, like, I think Dennis Smith is going to be a dude. Like, I, I think he will be like, I close my eyes as I see Dame Lillard. He was very good his rookie year. Um, and then I don't know if it's the very following year they dra- They got Luca. Yeah. Is that when they got Luca the very following year? Yeah. And so he and those two just, just could not do it together. And Luca's right, he better. He just fell out of the rotation. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Yep. Um, yeah. Rookie year averaged 15.2. His second year. Between two teams, it was 12.9 for the Mavericks and 14.7 for the Knicks. But then since then, his points per game, 5.5, 3, 7.3, 5.6, 8.8. So he, uh, he, came, he was with Charlotte this year, I think. And like at the beginning of the year, he had had some good moments. And people were like, man, maybe Dennis Smith has kind of found his way back in. Because yeah, it's weird. You'll go through all the backup point guards in the NBA. And it's like a lot of guys, like there's not a lot of good young backup point guards. It feels like all the backup point guards who are good are like old, savvy kind of crafty vets who have kind of been who've been around mm-hmm. it feels like it's not a position where where backups i mean point guard in general is hard for those young guys because they're just so damn smart but it feels like backups you see that sometimes where a guy will fall out he'll be out of the league for a little while and then it's like he'll he'll figure his way back in and i mean he was obviously a talent um i, I remember I, I wanted the wolves to take him and all the steam was that they were loving marketing or whatever and then they ended up trading the pick i think and taking and getting jimmy butler but I was like, man, I think Dennis Smith is going to be a stud. Well, it's uh, funny because they traded that pick. They traded that pick to the Bulls, who drafted Laurie Markkinen. Yep, yep. So, and Markkinen has turned out. I mean, it took him like three or four years, but this year he was pretty damn good. NBA, in a way, have you heard the saying in football that you you draft a tight end for their next team? Yeah, I feel like NBA is kind of turning into that, where like you draft guys so they can be good for their next team. 
I mean, it's kind of like college basketball. You recruit guys so that yeah. they can go join yeah. Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's what happens when we start hyping all these kids when they're when they're 16 and 17 and like you have massive expectations on them when they're 18. It's like they don't actually physically mature until it, it takes time. Yeah. And we don't we don't want to give anybody time. We, we want, want stuff now. now. I want my yep. minute rice in 30 seconds, John. Yeah, I want my Twitter news right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Harrison Ingram committed to North Carolina. Yeah, I looked, I Googled his name. I did not see it right away, and I was pissed. It's on the portal updates guy. Like, I just, I yeah. follow that guy on Twitter, and it's like, that's all I want to see on my Twitter feed is portal updates guy letting me know everything of portal. I love it. I love it. Aaron Estrada and Avery Anderson. So TCU's got a nice little recruiting class as well. Yeah. All right, we'll talk yeah. about that next week. Or the With next Jameer show. Nelson and Avery Anderson. That's uh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. All right, that's the show. Um, We'll continue that thing, Biggs, I think. That was a fun one. Because then we can that. reminisce a little bit. Yeah. Um, I love, I love it. One of the, one of the pods I listen to, it's a college football one. And they talk about all the time, how like they just kind of sit around and like, you know, it's, you know, it's super like a fun pastime is just sitting around just like remembering dudes. Yep. And like, it's kind of, I like doing that with college basketball, just sitting around and just like, man, remember that guy? He was good. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting around remembering dudes. (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. We'll be back when there's a lot of news to talk about. I don't know when that'll be. It won't be next weekend. Your boys on a bachelor party. Actually, your Let's boys, go. your boys are on a bachelor party next weekend. Yeah. Um. So it definitely won't be that weekend. Maybe the fall, or probably not the following weekend, because your boys' woman is on her bachelorette party weekend. I think I'll be kicked out of the house. So. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Well, if you I need to, it. if you need somewhere to crash. Yeah, I think I have someone here already. Sorry. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, you're a ways away, but. That's fair. Uh, two or three weekends from now, we'll be back. So see you then. Bye.